Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Zach. Mish Wittrap. How are you doing? I'm so well. Are you Thank feeling, you for Are you asking. feeling good? Uh, I'm feeling great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling great. I'm a I'm a performer in my heart, and uh, when we recorded this, mm-hmm. I we, we're pre-recording a little bit. Mm-hmm. But when we were recording this, I was I was performing a live show. This is in between live. Oh, shows. really? <laughs> um, so for our listener, I'm feeling vibrant. I'm feeling live. I'm back in front of audiences, so I feel really good. That's so good. Yeah. Today I cleaned a fridge in my office. <laughs> so, and I, can I also say I did the same course as you? <laughs> did the exact same course. Have the same friends even. Yeah. We share all the same friends. And today I cleaned a fridge you cleaned and a you fridge. performed for about 2,000 people. <laughs> Well, one day I hope I was actually performing uh, a the- theatrical version of the book An Actor Prepares. Oh, really? For, it's 2009. <laughs> oh, yes, <yeah>, sorry. <laughs> and I'm a second year acting student. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sorry. performing for thousands around the country. <laughs> I was performing for mums and dads in a small Ballarat theatre. You know what? Those like, I think that could be your life one day. Oh, uh, I, I wish if I could just if I could bring theatre to the masses, just do it, just do I, it. I want to, I want theatre to be like McDonald's. Like, you know, you just want Stanislavski to be just a household name. I want, I want, uh, I want instead of people going to the movies and watching big blockbuster movies like The Hobbit, I want them to go to a theatre mm-hmm. and watch blockbuster theatre productions like the MTC's production of Richard III. Yeah, or Hairspray. Oh, hairs- have you seen Hairspray? About seven times. Oh, it's so good. It's like I, the movie, but it's they've done some different stage, things. I've genuinely seen Hairspray around about, I would say genuinely half a dozen times. And it's what's so great mm. about Hairspray is that it doesn't matter who's putting it on doesn't matter who's performing in it. It's the exact same show. Uh, the exact same show. It's done the same way. Same dances, same songs. It's the same <laughs> fucking show. And somehow I've managed to see it six times. Oh, Mish, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, have you heard Anthony Warlow's back <laughs> as the Phantom? <laughs> Loving that. Loving that. Good to see him back on the stage, oh, treading good. those boards. Mm. Do you know what? Um, is, I've... Like linking this back to MasterChef, which mm. is what we're here for. What? Um, MasterChef. It's I've what never I'm... heard. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> Don't. I can't say yes to that bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's just too long. It's too um, much. Um, Anthony Warlow, uh, after, after having watched MasterChef uh, the second half of week three, um, must feel really great to be a man. Oh yeah! Wow. Must, I, I've just I've really learnt things like yeah. the difference between men and women in the second half of week three of MasterChef season one. I feel enlightened. Yeah. Um, 
and I feel very much put in my place as someone with a vagina. Wow. Well, uh, you know, um, Mish, I'm going to throw the floor to you when it comes to these topics. Oh, Although, no, it is 2009. It's 2009, Zach. No, so you're the not. idea of who's... <laughs> What's going to happen is I'm going to ask your permission to speak. <laughs> I'm going to say what you want me to say. Yeah, that's it. Um, no, it's it was an interesting week. Um, I do have opinions mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to ask your permission if it's okay for me to speak freely. Well, I give you permission, Thank Mish. you. Uh, Thank you, man with penis. The power, the power vested in me. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, um, <coughs> it, it was genuinely three very, very interesting episodes. Mm-hmm. Um Learned a couple of new techniques about food. Uh, learned a lot about the contestants this week as well, which we was did. Really we nice. started to see a little bit more about who the contestants were, and I also can I just say more than anything, I just started to think, well, heck, maybe these fancy restaurants aren't that inaccessible after all. You know, uh, George has a fancy restaurant. Gary has two and over seventy staff, mm-hmm. and I th- I've always thought of them as the sort of places rich people go to, you know, they're inaccessible. But the more I watch this show, I think, well, maybe I could save up. Yeah. Well, every time they pull out one of the professional chefs to either teach the contestants something or or compete with the contestants over something, I always think, well, where'd you come from? Yeah. Where did you come from? Maybe there's quite a robust scene happening in the centre, in the mm. cities, in the Melbourne and Sydney. And I think it's time we venture out those interesting laneways. I, why not? Why not? Um, I, th- I think there's more to those interesting laneways than just street art and piss. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll find a hidden gem. Maybe there's a, there's a beautiful uh, uh, restaurant there that mm. serves um, uh, mousse made out of olive oil. It could happen. Maybe there's whole fish. I mean, I don't have... Uh, a, a vocabulary to express these thoughts I'm starting to have. Mm. But what I do know is that maybe these fancy restaurants aren't just for rich people. Maybe they're for regular Joes like us yeah. who save up and, well, and, and do it for something fancy. Things that have started to happen to me, things that have been brewing in my waters is mm-hmm. when George made a chocolate mousse using olive oil, mm-hmm, mm. I thought to myself, that's fucked, eh? Like, yeah. That's fucked, yeah? Yeah. Um, and I was like, I don't want to deal with that. And Olive then, oil is for cooking stir fries. Yeah, that's for frying. That's for frying. You get the, the light, extra light olive oil and you fry stir fries. With yeah, it. sometimes if you want to put it in a dressing. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, okay, I, again, private school girl, you, <laughs> my salad's a had a dressing. Right. Yeah. Um, so and I can recognise that. <laughs> um, but uh, I found myself, like, waking up. And thinking, maybe it could work. Chocolate and olive oil. I mean, maybe. And I don't know. How am I to know? And and maybe more than just maybe I should cook it. Mm. Maybe I should go to George's restaurant mm. and try it. Get George to cook it for me. Yeah. Or one of his well-paid staff. You're to just cook saying it that because me. you really like George. I love. It's not George. so much about the interest in the chocolate mousse. It's the interest in George Columbar. Well, if I can support his business and and all of his employees, you know, if I go and get a, a delicious, I uh, think he's supporting his employees enough, don't that's you? That's true. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't think that you necessarily need to add to that support, but I understand the want to be around him and be with him. Oh, I would love to go to the press club, which is open. Yeah. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, so let's start from the start, shall we? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So the first uh, episode uh, that we watched in the second half of week three was a team challenge. Now, team challenges, again, like the uh, like the mystery box challenge the night before, mm-hmm. uh, team challenges are very much, uh, or the two nights before, are very much, uh, I think, a, re- a recurring thing. I think what we're finding here now mm. is that this show, each night, mm-hmm. has a different theme, has a different challenge. And that recurs each week. That's yeah. the sense I'm getting. Yeah, which is great because I'm not sick of them at all yet. No. No. So as God, soon if, as if I saw... If the show went for 10 years, I'd get sick of them. A hundred percent. But right now, Love I was like, another team challenge, bring it. Bring, bring it, it on. It. Mm. So Brent had... So this is Brent Parker-Jones. He's the food photographer. Okay, sure. Um, He won the mystery box challenge or the invention test, mm-hmm. I should say. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, And so he competed for the immunity pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't get it. No, but he was, he was competing against a professional, professional chef. chef, and his meal looked quite bad. Mm-hmm. But um, he then instantly became team captain, mm-hmm. and he was told to pick someone to be the other team captain. So mm-hmm. not on his team, his competition. Yeah, a, a team captain for the the opposing team. So the advantage there, or the the way to really uh, play well, is to pick someone that you believe to be weak, mm-hmm. weak willed. Uh, someone who is not very smart and doesn't have a a, a, a good drive, isn't yeah. going to pull together a strong team. And also someone that you don't want to work with mm-hmm. because yeah. you want them to be as far away from you as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so firstly, he picked up the blue apron and he said, oh, obviously I'm choosing blue. I didn't know what that meant at the time, but I'm starting to think I do now. Uh-oh. Uh, and he then went and picked Jeannie um, as the opposing team captain. Now, Jeannie, whose name is Eugenia... Eugenia just mm-hmm. found that out, um, but she goes by Jeannie. She's mm-hmm. the 58-year-old mum who works as a... She's 58. T- she's 58. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I read it in an article in TV Week. She's doing well for yeah. 58. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Um, she is a teaching assistant yeah. and she was picked. And when asked, obviously, by a producer when he was doing his chat to camera why he picked her, he said that she has a big personality and he feels that might get in the way. Uh, of okay. her of her cooking, um, I thought that was an interesting statement to make, um, and then he then proceeded to pick his team. Mm-hmm. So they took turns to pick teams. Um, what did you find interesting about the team he picked, Zach? It's two thousand and nine. Nothing. You didn't. <laughs> you didn't. Well, no, I, didn't. I did note. I did note that the first. I think of nine people. I think the first five he chose. Um, sorry, correction. First six. First, take the floor. Yeah, so the first six contestants he chose were male. Um, And then one of the female contestants, whose name is Kate, uh, kind of just said meekly from the back of the room, um, oh, a bit of a boys club there, Brent. And he snapped. (laughs) He (laughs) he absolutely snapped and said, it has nothing to do with gender. Okay? Wow. And then she shut up. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> Which is obviously what he wanted her to do. Yeah. Um, and then proceeded to pick uh, two fe- other females for the team. He said, for the sake of gender balance. Mm. That was his next reason. He goes, well, I guess for the sake of gender balance, I pick you, Kate. And he said, and I picked Kate for the sake of gender balance. And also she'll come in handy for desserts. 
Because that's one thing we know. Yeah. Ladies cook desserts. Yep, exactly. I love, I did love that save. Um, I wasn't going to go too hard on Brent here, but I feel like that's where we're going. <laughs> I, I loved that save of, uh, of, um, <laughs> of, well, I picked her for gender balance. So that was the sole reason I picked her, but no, 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 no. Also because she's good at desserts. Yeah, 100%. And also, just a fun fact, I was never really great at math, but there's no balance there. You've picked six men. <laughs> there's no balance. <laughs> so just because you throw in the 23-year-old girl who can make desserts, okay, yeah. there's no balance there, Brent. But um, that's fine. It's 2009 and I'm fine with it. Uh, Jeannie had a, a team that was very mixed. Yeah. Gender, female, male. Good for her. Um. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about the team picking? No, no. I, I, almost of note was how little it was mentioned, the gender thing. It was like two lines. A, a lot of the next two episodes I found we had to, and as because it's not that big of a deal, we've had the second wave of feminism 30 yeah. years ago. Yep. We haven't had one since. Yeah. Um, and let's confirm it's not that big of a deal because it's 2009. Because it's 2009. Let's just quick. I need to make it very clear. <laughs> The year is 2009 and that is why I'm being dismissive. <laughs> I think that's clear. Yeah, I think you've made that very clear. If it were 2019, if there were a third wave of feminism between now and then. And a big wave. <laughs> I would have listened, responded, changed my behaviour and my thoughts and I would be speaking very differently in this podcast. Absolutely. Um, Being 2009, <laughs> I don't know why I'm noting this. It's funny how little it's mentioned. It feels like the there's like this huge gender thing. We'll get to it in the next episode. But like it feels like there's a huge issue of sexism that we ascertain from two things that are said. Absolutely. Like, what are they? Go on. Well, it's the next step, but... but <laughs> So we're travelling along and it seems like a disagreement. Um, can I skip to it? Can I? Yeah, why not? So we get to, the, like, the losing team. It's like, well, why did they do badly? What happened here? And then uh, Peach Lady, the lady. Michelle. Michelle votes someone out. We'll get to this. She votes someone out and she says, and she says, I can't remember the exact quote, but something along the lines of, like, I'm voting you out because you refused to listen to women or because you didn't yeah. listen to women. Yeah. Like like this huge layer of gender that like the producers didn't think needed more. <laughs> no, not at all. Like, um, literally from two whole episodes of content, <laughs> it drove someone to make that point in 2009 <laughs> where that point isn't made very yeah. often. I was shook. <laughs> <laughs> I just like I need to dig deeper into this episode. Like what? It was um, it was it was crazy. Um, and like, what did you cut out? I think it's interesting that we're digging deep into this, considering <laughs> it is two thousand and nine. But let's do it anyway. Yeah, why, why not? not? Um, it was just it was the oddest thing to me. Reflecting on it, how little emphasis was put on what a absolute cunt Brent was. <laughs> like. It was well, a, maybe he isn't. I don't know. Yeah. I've got four lines. Yeah. But, yeah, it wasn't great. It didn't but shine there was a too point well there, on him. There was a point there where Brent was being told by the members of his team what it was that he wasn't doing right mm -hmm. as a leader. 
And Trevor went up and went, mate, you just weren't taking on anyone else's opinions. Um, you just kind of did what you wanted to do. And it just wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't fair on everyone. He's like, no, nah, I get that, Trev, mate. I get that. And Brent shook Trevor's hand and it was fine. <laughs> Sam comes up and he's like, Brent, I'm voting for you uh, because you didn't seem to want to take any responsibility, Brent. It didn't seem like you always wanted, it was all your ideas, but when it came back to you, you weren't taking any responsibility. <laughs> and Brent goes, you know what, Sam, I hear what you're saying and I'm going to take that on. I'm going to learn for the future. Shook Sam's hand. Kate goes up and she's like, Brent, I just felt like you were disregarding a lot of what I was saying and what Michelle was saying. I felt like you were interrupting me a lot. And he goes, well, now listen here, Kate. <laughs> Look, I've heard what you're saying, Kate, but I don't I don't agree with you at all, all right? All right? I, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think you can move on now. I think you can move on. I've covered this point. You can move on now. And Kate was dismissed. <laughs> now... In 2009, I can look at that and go, maybe, maybe he just got along better with Trevor and Sam and maybe he just had a clash with Kate and Michelle. Um, I just I just thought it was interesting to note Trevor and Sam, shake of the hand, Kate offered up a perfectly good explanation. The same why, explanation. The exact same really. thing. Um, and he just didn't seem to like it being said by Kate. There's a whole thing, I, like, even on top of, of this, like, what is going on here? There's just this layer because with the second episode, we've skipped ahead here, but but the, the pins, putting the pins, the, the elimination, the survivor-like mm. elimination of contestants that I think is a mainstay of this show and will be in future seasons. Oh, it's not going anywhere. No. It's uh, my favourite episode. It's the best half an hour of television, Because really. there's... there's the, the, I, there's very little thought in the episode before. Like, they're just saying, so many of them said a thing like, I'm voting you out because because you were ignoring the women. And I was like, maybe they should have, knowing that that's the reason she's going to give in the next episode, include some of that in the episode before, in yeah. the edit. There's another bit where Kate goes, you know, I, 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 you know I'm voting you out because... And she lists the same reasons as the men. You were interrupting me. You were disregarding what I was saying. And and you weren't. And it was leadership issues. And he said something like, and he snapped back in exactly the way you described. But he said something about like, you created an issue halfway through the dinner. You caused all of this issue. And there was just nothing in the edit of the day before. Um, but yeah, bit bit funny. Also, she did the dessert that we ah oh, we've skipped well ahead. We should go. <laughs> Let's back. go back. Let's go back. <laughs> okay, so what is the challenge? They have to do a banquet. A banquet for a mystery guest. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, who is this mystery guest? Who is it going to be? Is it Huey? Ooh. Ooh. Is it Jeff Jans? Ooh. Ooh. I was about to say. Is it- don't worry. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Um, I was gonna say, is it a potential Master Chef contestant? Oh. Anyway, <clears throat> they get some like they've been separating teams. They have to do banquets, and they they have to they're being judged on. So Gary tells them that they're being judged on some very specific things. They're being judged on the taste of the food, mm-hmm. the presentation of the food, mm-hmm. the ambience, and mm-hmm. also the quality of conversation. 
because uh, we don't know what a master chef is, uh, mm-hmm. but we're starting to ascertain that they're more than just a chef. Yeah, obviously it has a lot to do with their personality and their ability to hold a conversation with a mystery guest of who we don't know who it is yet. Because if, they, if I don't know a lot about chefs, but if there's something I do know, they hold great conversation. Yeah. And Gary himself also said, um, all of a sudden, look at you all here now, all of a sudden, you're event planners, you're caterers. Mm. So um, I thought that was interesting. But it's a bit bit frustrating for me because the show's not called Master Event Caterers. No, it's not. It's called Master Chef. Yeah. Um, and yet uh, Josh was given the task of going to buy the ingredients and was considered the strongest member of the team, uh, despite the fact he didn't do any of the cooking or talking. And he bought bad lobster. Yeah, he bought pre-cooked lobster. So you should, and- you should put context in here. Brent who you're building a case against yeah. <laughs> uh, was the one that did that. And we will get to that because mm. I think it is of note that um, <laughs> Kate saved the day with her dessert. Yep. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, so they basically had to go off and, and, and buy some food and whatnot. And so they we'll... both agreed they're, we're on a jetty. Mm. They're on a jetty. Yep. I don't know if we said that. They're on a jetty. Let's make it seafood. Yeah. So they sent Sam and uh, Josh off to buy Gosh, you know food. their names. Yeah, I do. I've, <laughs> I've studied them real good. It's almost like I've watched them twice. Um, so uh, Josh and Sam get sent off to buy the food. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they're they're like, mate, like, you know, get some seafood. We're on a jetty. Uh, we'll get some good oil. Oh, some snapper. We'll buy some snapper. Oh, there's some lobster. It's pre-cooked. Doesn't matter. Let's get that as mm-hmm, well. Mm. Um, and we're going to want to dip it in a sauce. Mm. What kind of sauce are you going to want to dip seafood in? Naturally, mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. So we'll get some. We'll get some jarred mayonnaise. Just buy it from the shops. Which you know what? Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I would have said fine. Mm. In fact, it would have been like creative idea. Yeah, let yeah. mix in. Do you know what I know now? Right. That's not the making of a master chef. Of course not. You're not making it. You can do put some egg yeah. in a bowl and mix it with some yeah. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. But you can make your own mayonnaise. And if they and if they had won, you know, obviously, you know, spoiler alert, they spoiler didn't alert, win. you know that. If they you had won, I'd hope Master Chef would get given to Heinz. Because Heinz made that mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah. You know um, what I excuse mean? me. Who's the master chef? Oh, Johnny down the deli who cooked the lobster. Yeah. Yesterday. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the master. Maybe chef. they should get rid of the judges. Um, yeah. Keep Sarah, obviously, but get rid of the judges. Replace them with Heinz and uh, replace them with um, uh, QP and replace them with uh, another brand of mayonnaise. Yeah. Small goods. Small goods. <laughs> Because uh, apparently you don't need to make it yourself anymore. No, you just have to Disgusting. own a... Disgusting. In order to be a master chef, you just have to own a mayonnaise company. Disgusting. I'm disgusted. As someone who loves food, I think of myself as a, as a bit of a foodie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not about that meat and three veg, Mish. You were... <laughs> literally the opposite of what you said last week. Yeah, I get that. But I've been watching MasterChef and I understand that there's values. Yeah, I get what you mean. And you don't just, if you're a MasterChef, you don't just buy some yeah. buy some mayonnaise. You know what, Zach? You make it with the egg. Before this show started, we were Dolmio people. Oh, we were yeah. we were praise mayonnaise people, Blech. praise light mayonnaise Blech. people. We were yo play people, bro. Blech. And now, now we're, we're what? What are we? we? You make it with egg. We make it with egg. You put egg in the bowl. You make it with egg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't even have to. You make it with egg. Um, I like restaurants. Like I like chefs. Mm-hmm. Like George. Like Gary. 
like the guy Real from, chefs. from Long Grain. Yeah. <laughs> the um the other the other guy, um, the, other the French one, one the, the French, French one, one. Menu. <laughs> These are the chefs I love because you I'm think a Manu, foodie. Do you think Manu would use small goods whole egg bah, mayonnaise? Bah. Absolutely not. Do you know? I ugh. anyway. <laughs> Anywho, um, so they purchased pre-cooked fish, um, and they brought it back, and for some, then for some reason Trevor dressed up in naval uniform, mm-hmm. and uh, the other team. Just seem to have their shit together. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like they just seem to be doing fine. There was a good, good team and a bad team. Yeah, it was so very was clear. The team that had pre-cooked lobster and pre-bought mayonnaise, mm. and they were in a cooking competition. Yeah. And then there was a team that cooked things, and then they got some things wrong. Mm-hmm. That was pointed out, but they cooked the things exactly that they got wrong. So. A lot of tension there. Do we want to talk about who the celebrity judge was I'm this week? I'm so excited to talk about the celebrity judge. Now, I've never seen him before. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Four. Oh, well, you clearly don't watch the ABC then. Not often, no. See, the public broadcaster, us, us um, I guess, intellectuals, mm. we watch the public broadcaster. You knew who this was. I'd watched a couple of episodes. Well, believe me, if I believe me, if I'd seen him before, I'd bloody remember that I'd seen him before. Um, <laughs> so I want to hear your first impression. Okay, then. so they're like the 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 mystery guest is coming. Wow! Yeah, and this boat starts pulling. So into you're the probably jetty. expecting a, a great walloping old man. Oh, here comes a big old chub, a big old fifty year <laughs> old chub in a big white hat and a little moustache. Oh, maybe from Paris, France, whipping eggs and oil to make mayonnaise. Oh. But no, all of a sudden they show a downward (coughs) angle up into this godlike blonde figure uh, with perfect amount of stubble and and beautiful spiked hair. Mm. And he steps off the boat and the girls just start to swoon. They do. I think they cut to a talking head of Kate. Yeah, who's literally doing a cum. And I think Kate said something on the lines of, there was not a girl on that boat that wasn't happy to see this guy. Cut to Poe, happy. Yeah, she seemed wrapped. Um, and it was a chef, a little little chef by the name of Curtis Stone. Uh, let me tell you, uh, trying to do a pun on stone. Mm-hmm. Stone, like uh, rock hard, like hard, yeah, like hard a, penis. Yeah, <laughs> Your dick was like a big stone. Yeah, my dick was like a big stone when I saw him. Because he's a beautiful man. What a handsome man. So you've never seen Surfing the Menu? No, I've never seen Surfing the Menu. So Surfing the Menu is a show where Curtis, uh, uh, who was trained by a, a good British chef, mm-hmm. they say, and another blonde, attractive Australian, um, uh, travel around Australia and they go for a surf and then they cook a meal and then they go for a surf and then they cook a meal. It's Riveting. Because they they look like surfers. That almost sounds as interesting as the elimination vote-off episodes of MasterChef. It's almost. Pretty close, yeah. It's, almost as interesting. Um, it's pretty close, yeah. Mm. It's pretty good. 
I, I like him. I'm interested now very much in following his culinary journey. Um, well, he's, he seems like he's got a lot of integrity. That's what I like about Curtis. Yeah, absolutely. He's in it for the food. Mm. The fact that he looks like that is just a bonus. He's not going to use it. No. Well, this is the kind of guy. <laughs> we do this a lot on this podcast. Yeah. This is the kind of guy <laughs> that uh, he's, a, he's about farmer's markets, I think. He's mm-hmm. about fresh. He talks about seasonal fresh produce. Mm. This is the kind of guy that's going to encourage you to spend a little extra on local ingredients, mm-hmm. supporting local farmers. A local grocer, a, lo- a local grocer, mm-hmm. 100%. He's a market guy. He's not a supermarket guy. No, sir. He says that at one point. He says, you know, you've got to be seasonal with your vegetables. Yeah. He got really, really he mad, got mad at Andre. Andre did some pumpkins. And he's like, what's he- this? It's summer. What's this? Yeah. Yeah. It was really strange. Um, Andre cooked asparagus, pumpkin, and zucchini. And uh, what was the other vegetable? Para- uh, something pumpkin. Else. Uh, something Something else. else. Yeah. And he said, there's four seasons on this plate. And I thought to myself, delightful. Lovely. And then Curtis said, no, 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 no. no, no I no. don't hate anything more than cooking vegetables out of season. Which is a thing, apparently. Apparently. I didn't know. But um, I get it now. I'm on board. Yeah. No. I'm not eating pumpkin between December and Feb. No, sir. Just because you can fly the pumpkin in and mm. bring it to my shops, I don't want it. No, not at all. And I think that if I learn anything from Curtis, it's to expand where I'm where I'm purchasing my ingredients. If I want seasonal food, I should be going to farmer's markets, not Coles or Safeway. Yeah, not Coles or Safeway. Yeah, not Coles or, Safe- or Safeway. But, but not Coles. I, I think Curtis doesn't want us going to Coles. Yeah. Or Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the message I got from him. Um. Anyway, so first he sat down with Brent's team. Team, yeah. Uh, and he ate their meal. A merry, a merry, merry band of men. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> it's true. Kate was in the kitchen cooking the dessert <laughs> and he sat with the men and um they just had a bit of a chat and he goes, oh, is this cooked? And they said, yeah. It's like, oh, this mayonnaise, is this store-bought? They're like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And they like they just seemed a bit unapologetic about it, really. And Curtis was like, that's not cooking. No. He liked the snapper, though. Did enjoy the snapper, said it was perfectly cooked. And then they came in with the dessert and they did, um, so there's something called an eaten mess. Yeah. Which up until this point, I'd had heard of this before. Had you? I thought it was an eat and mess. Which would make sense because it looks like a mess, right? Yeah, right. I'm like, you eat it, it's a mess. This is true. But apparently it's an Eton mess. Eton mess, So E-T-O-N. So Eton is a college in – so I'd heard of the college. Mm -hmm. I'd heard of the college because um, some actors have been there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a fancy – it's where the prince went. Ooh. It's where one of the princes went – and some actors, most actors come from working class backgrounds. It's 2009. Some actors have been to Eton and, and a prince had been there. It's a very fancy college in London. I didn't know they'd made a mushy dessert. Yeah. So so apparent, so uh, Kate made uh, an Australian mm-hmm. version. She called it an Aussie mess, um, which was a pavlova smushed up. But very creative. Yeah. Very interesting. And Curtis loved it. I think it really saved the day. Yeah, he said that he really loved the fact that she replaced the berries with banana and passion fruit and that that was very creative. And he really, really enjoyed her her meal. Then he went and sat with the good team. So this is uh, Jeannie's team uh, made up of equal parts men and women. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sat with them and he said it was a really delightful experience. It looked beautiful. Poe, who is the artist, mm-hmm. set a beautiful table. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like a banquet. There were big plates of food everywhere. Everyone was all in. Mm-hmm. Giant uh, 
salmon cooked by meat guy, overcooked, unfortunately. Um, But they ate it all up and he enjoyed the meal. Then he got on his boat and off he went and... I'm, I hope to, to I hope to see that man again. I don't think you will. I think he's going to get back in the kitchen and focus back on, on them waves. Back on them waves. Back in the kitchen because that's what's important to Curtis. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I'm I'm really lucky. I'm, I think the industry's really lucky to have a guy like that. Um, and so then came the reveal of which team lost. Big shock, fucking horror. No. <laughs> uh, it was the guys who bought pre cooked lobster and <laughs> store bought mayonnaise. And didn't cook their own shit. I also really like just side note how Curtis kept dicking on about how great the mayonnaise was from the team that, that he made went it. on a lot about the mayonnaise <laughs> for about twelve minutes. He was like, "It was, was like, made with egg." Yeah, so the good team made their own mayonnaise. And Which put, put I'm gonna be honest, I didn't dish. know you could do a week ago. Well, you how else would you? What I thought you bought mayonnaise. I thought they made it out of. I don't know. I didn't know you could make your own mayonnaise. Apparently you can. And they did. And he was dicking on about it. And he's like, you know how this is really easy to make? And they were like, we know how we made it. Um, anyway, uh, flash forward, uh, the good team, Genie's team, they win um, by what I'm assuming is a landslide. They didn't say that, um, but I'm assuming so. And Brent's team is sent to elimination. I do want to note, we did talk about it earlier. They asked Brent who, who was the best. And he said, look, the whole team did well. They said, but... Don't be a politician, be a chef. Who was the best? He said, all right, if I have to say who was the best, it was the two men that bought the cooked lobster. Yeah. Not not Kate, <laughs> who made the dish of the day, arguably the one that Curtis wouldn't shut up about. No. About how amazing it was. Not her. Not her. The guys who purchased the ingredients that lost them the challenge those two boys, his boys. Because they're good boys. They're good boys. They're good boys. <laughs> yeah, he's, he put the right boys to the job and they're good boys. So he believed that they were the best. Gary looked like he was going to be sick because um, I don't think he necessarily agreed. Gary also made a comment at one point going, oh, a bit of a boys club. <laughs> and that was never discussed either. No, no. Um, just something he wanted um, to say. Because I don't think, I, yeah, no, I don't. I, if, if Gary and George knew what was going on there. I think they would have been pretty upset. Of course. Of course. I think they're equal opportunists. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't like. I, look. I've seen Gary with the women and he really likes them. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I would say is. Um, You've noticed that though, right? He does. They like both Gary, do. Gary, I mean, George, sorry. George is, I've seen George with the women. Yeah, George loves the women. George Gary's is pretty. Neutral. Neutral. Ne- Gary's, Gary's. So you, you said. Gary, you I meant, meant George. 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 He loves the, He loves women so much. Mm. He respects them. Yeah, so Yeah, you much. can see. You can see how much George loves the women. Well, I think. I think. I don't want to go so far as to say that uh, George is a socialist, but I think. <laughs> but I think that George yeah. is so about equality and integrity. You know, I, I see that with the fact that I, sh- with the fact that he pays his staff so well. Yeah, of course. Um, I see that in how well he pays his staff. I see that, which of course is an assumption, but a fair one. Well, I think just I uh, maybe uh, may- I thought I'd read that somewhere, but I think it's just we've just been talking ourselves There's- into a fervor. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, really, just generally, we didn't see a lot of the judges th- th- this three episodes. It wasn't very judge heavy. It was Gary, and then mm. and then. The- I love the judges. Same. I'm really glad we're talking about them at the moment, actually, because I think it's worth mentioning um, what a great selection. 
Like, I can't imagine anyone else doing it now. No. Now no. that I've seen Gary and George and Matthew Preston. And Sarah. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, obviously, and Sarah. We're talking about the judges here. Yeah, yeah, the judges. And not the she's host. the host. Yeah. Okay. There's only one host. Yeah. Um, I just can't imagine anyone else doing it. You know? No, I see. Look, uh, uh, if this show were to go, I, I don't know how many seasons it's got in it. I don't know how well it's doing at the moment. We should look into that. Let's just say hypothetically mm-hmm. it reaches 11 seasons mm-hmm. and they're signing for 12. They'll they'll definitely get 12. I, I That's no question. I'm talking about 20 seasons, 30 seasons. I see this as a mainstay. Absolutely. Um I think the only reason I I could see them leaving is if they're not paying everyone else well enough. That's something I think they would really get to George. And I I think it's really important to note that if for whatever reason the judges were to be replaced, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be because they were fired. (laughs) It wouldn't be. It would be because they chose to leave. Yeah. Because who would fire them? Who would fire George? Yeah, let alone Gary and Matt. But who would fire George? Who would fire George? Yeah, not. I can't imagine it. And I just, I just like to think that even though they're not going to go anywhere, mm. not at all. No. But let's say hypothetically they're signing for twelve seasons. Mm. Uh, it would be, and 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 the judges were to leave. Mm-hmm. It would be on their own accord, mm-hmm. and not because. They have made such a bad name for themselves mm. that the producers can't imagine what it would be like to ethically explain why they chose to keep them on for another year. Well, my my big worry is uh, if they were to leave in this scenario, just hypothetically, in eleven seasons' time, my big worry is. Um, oh, I just hope that they have a nest egg. I just hope that George has. Because, I mean, uh, he's got businesses to run. He's got homes. He's going to need at least $7.8 million in that bank account. Yeah, the one I'd be worried about is Matt Preston because I don't think that he is going to get the kind of love that Gary and George are going to get. Yeah. I don't think that he's going to be able to maintain a positive uh, social kind of influence Mm -hmm. on people. Mm. Um, I don't think he'll be forgiven. You know what I mean? I think he'll probably be the most unpopular one who probably won't have much of a career outside of this show. Gary and George would be fine. Yeah, George is going to be just okay. Yeah, absolutely. And considering that um, Gary's restaurants are probably going to continue to flourish. Well, he's got two of them. He's got two of them. And up to 70 stars. Yeah, and can you imagine how successful they will be in 11 years? Um, I think that I'm not worried about Gary and George. Um, I'm worried for Matt. I'm worried for Matt. Um, he really needs to lose those neck things. Be yourself, Matt. Yeah. Be yourself. You want us to like you? Mm. Be yourself. Mm. Um, anyway, none of that's ever going to happen. I'll see them in 20 years on my TV on the same show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought that was an interesting segue. I think the best thing, I think the best thing that I just want to say one one thing before you segue, the mm. best thing that Gary and Matt can do is to go into sort of like, uh, I don't know what it's called, but I know the cast of Friends did it. Where it wasn't one, whenever they did a deal, it wasn't one member of Friends that did it. It was all six of them. Mm-hmm. Best thing that Matt and Gary can do is tie this job to George. So they, when they, <laughs> <laughs> when they uh, negotiate, 
when they uh, sort of market the show, but particularly when they negotiate, they should do it as three. Absolutely. Because Gary, Matt, they're disposable. They need to tie themselves to George mm-hmm. because that's how they're going to get to 20 seasons. Yeah. And when I, think of, when I think of negotiating, mm-hmm. I think of doing it with someone like George Columbaris. Well, George, I mean, George, he knows equity <laughs> yeah. and he knows... He knows business. He knows business and he knows... How, how to fairly pay, you know, mm. he knows what's fair and what's right and he's going to fight for that for himself. And like beyond all of that, he was, he was gifted with likability, mm. um, which makes you want to keep him on. You want, to, you want to keep George on. You want to make him happy because he's so fucking likable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, we love George. Yeah, and what a gift. And um, I think as well what makes him so great is that not only is he is insanely likable, mm-hmm. but he's – Seems really humble and modest and unaware of the fact that he's really likable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, he's under no, it's not like he's completely unlikable but thinks he's really likable and acts like he's the really likable person. <laughs> he's just likable. You know what yeah, I mean? We love him. He's we definitely love him. not absolutely apparent and everyone doesn't like him, but he's the only one who seems to not know that. That's not the situation. Mm-hmm. The situation is, is that he's really likable, but. Just you know, not aware. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that's just that's just my assessment. I'd, I might be wrong, but I don't think I am. Anyway, um, so then the elimination happens. Obviously, we've already touched on this. Brent is sent home, um, um, which and he totally gets it. He totally understands. He has to be the captain that goes down with the ship. Um, when the when the five men say that, but when the girls say it, you know, when Kate says it, it's her fault. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, I think that's a solid message um, yep. to, to just end that episode on. Yep. Um, and then we get into a masterclass. Masterclass. Now, this is your first masterclass. This was you my first masterclass. One. This was fascinating. Yeah, it was great, um, wasn't And it? I think it was Andre that said, this is my favourite time of the week because I get to watch professional chefs cook. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, and know, it is just the two of them. They don't get mad in because that would be silly. No, because he's not a cook. What would he do? Carbonara? Yeah, yeah exactly. What would he do? Like easy meals for like, you know, fuck off. Like that I want to see. Makes no sense. Makes well, no sense. He's as good of a chef as a, he's a food writer. Yeah. Like you, the only reason I can imagine that you would put Matt Preston on to do some sort of cooking is that if you think it's like, you know, for whatever reason, he became insanely more popular than the show itself. Yeah. And we need to use him. We need him. We need mm. to use him. Let's just make him make some chocolate-covered almonds and pretend it's a recipe. Yeah. But that's, again, not something that's ever going to really happen. No, 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 no. Um, so they start with the mystery box ingredients. So if we touch base and remember on that, it was bacon, bread, tomatoes, mm-hmm. and egg. Um, and they make a poached egg salad with... Uh, croutons and tomato battens, mm-hmm. and uh, George makes a consommé, mm-hmm. which is a tomato water. Tomato water is what he makes, mm. yeah. which looked about as gross as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they um, they put the tomato water on the crispy battens and were like, "Oh, it's soaking it all up." I, look. I don't know much about food. I guess soggy bread is good. Hmm. We've we've we, we've already noted that eggy bread is good. I've, yeah, eggy bread, soggy bread. Yeah, it's all good. When I when I think of tomato water, the only way I can think of ever improving tomato water is by putting bread in it. Yeah. Yum. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> it's yummy. Yummy. Um. 
And then what did they make? They made uh, uh, more rabbit. They loved, loved the rabbits rabbit. this and they week. And love referring to it as bunnies. Yeah, I God, loved that. <laughs> it's lucky it's 2009 and you're not a vegan. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, something I find really interesting um, that I'd just like to touch on really quick is that I decided to do this podcast um, knowing full well that I'm not a vegan and it's 2009. And thank God for that because I reckon if I was a vegan, I wouldn't be so stupid as to commit myself to watching a bunch of dead rabbits <laughs> get brazed. There's the um, bit where they're referring to how similar its own anatomy is to ours. Yeah. But I was like, where they're like, its anatomy is mm. much like our anatomy. And if you were to chop me up for meat, you'd cut right through the middle. Mm. And I thought, God, God, if if I was a vegan, yeah, um, which I'm not and, and you're not because it's 2009, 2009, that would be uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just, I'm like, thank God I'm not woke. (laughs) That this has no effect on me at all. What's woke? Um, oh, it's just kind of like woken to the idea of oh, wow, okay. um, how fucked that is. I need to chuck uh, that into Urban Dictionary yeah, and catch yeah. up. Um, anyway, I have committed myself to this as a non-vegan in 2009 and I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't cry at all. Um, yeah, and then they made a bean puree and also just a handy tip from the judges. Um, Gary said, here's a chef tip. If you want to know if a bean is cooked, taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's and everyone, was, everyone, was, and there was like a pregnant pause yeah. before taste it. We were like, what, what do you do? Squeeze it, bounce it, no, taste it. And I was like, oh. And everyone wrote that down. Um. Let <laughs> me take another note. I want to say another thing. Mm-hmm. Fuck, they use a lot of salt. <laughs> they really do everything. Even after they've cooked, they can put this sea salt, flaky like, salt. There's a bit where he's cooking onions. He's like, can I get some salt in this? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't eat out very often because the only way to eat out is to go to the restaurant. Mm. Um, if there was ever a way to do something like uh, room service at your house, uh, that would be bad for my heart because um, it seems like they use a lot, a of, lot salt. of salt. He even said when you're making pasta, yeah, you want the water to taste like the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So just like piss and salt. <laughs> piss and salt. Yeah. A lot of salt. Not home cooking amounts of salt. No, like fistfuls of salt. Just salt here, yeah. salt there. Like, like genuinely like just getting fistfuls of salt and banging it into pots of water, putting your Lucky pasta I'm in there. 19. Yeah. Lucky I'm only 19 because if I was cooking like that, mm. oh, that would be bad for my health. <laughs> and I would have high blood pressure yeah, yeah. and, and have, have to go to the doctor in a week and a half. <laughs> Aren't you About lucky? About my blood pressure. Aren't you lucky? Lucky. Um, and then that was kind of it. Was that it? That was it. Oh, they made, they made an eaten mess. They made an eaten mess. <laughs> so, yeah, but a traditional eaten mess. Yeah. Um, um, someone put their hand up. The kid that likes molecular gastronomy, they're like, do you know what eating mess is? And he put his hand up. He's like, it's from eating. And they were just like, all right. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. A, it is really funny how the guy who likes molecular gra- gastronomy, his name's Aaron, it is kind of humorous just how blatantly the judges hate that kind of like. <laughs> Because no, not, not because he seems stuff. like a nice guy. Like Julie at one point is like, God, I hope that um, Aaron stays because she clearly hates bread. All the women have a problem with bread. I don't know why. Don't know why. But there's a point where Julie's like, I really hope Aaron stays. So she, he's clearly a really nice guy. But it's almost like professional chefs are bullies. 
It's almost like Gary and George in their date. Like, I'm not saying no. they are. But it's almost like they want to bully this kid and kick every ounce of confidence out of him. But they can't because they're presenting a face of being nice people that aren't alpha bullies. Yeah. And if I didn't know better, yeah. I might agree with you that yeah. that's what they were doing. Hey, thank you um, so much for listening to our podcast. Um, genuinely, people are listening. It's really nice. More people than... I, my uh, my partner asked me today, I was like, you know, she was like, how many people are listening to it? And I said, oh, I think a few hundred. And she said... Is that more than you were expecting? And I was like, I was, no, yes. <laughs> Without a doubt. Without a doubt, I am doing this for me and my friend Mish. <laughs> so to everyone listening, thank you so much. Um, And keep leaving us reviews. I'm really enjoying those. <laughs> like, they're very funny because I don't understand how anyone could find this entertaining other than Zach and I. <laughs> other than the fact, of course, that MasterChef Season 1 is currently coming out. It's <laughs> currently coming out and everyone's as invested as we are. Um. I, I, like there is genuinely someone who's like, I'm watching along with you. Obviously half the country is as yeah, well. Yeah, everyone loves MasterChef. <laughs> but They're this... watching it on the TV. <laughs> I know, of course. But this one kid <laughs> that genuinely came up to me and said, I'm watching the episodes along with you. I was like, oh, are you? <laughs> That's mental. That's so good. I'm getting fully invested now. Yeah, it's so good. I'm loving MasterChef. We love MasterChef and we love you, our little... Oh, I can't. I was trying to think of like a, a, a name, name for them, you know, um, like our little. Uh... We'll work on it. All right. Thank you for listening. Thanks so much, guys. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.